With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The driver's seat. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Oh, it is great to be here on a Wednesday talking all things motorsport right across Australia. My name is Nims Azor here on The Driver's Seat. Uh, thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. We've had a very, very big couple of weeks in the world of motorsport. And boys, isn't it great to be back? Uh, it live. We are Not just live. Live, live. Live, live. Like, not, said, just, uh, not just app live, but we are live, live around the country. And you're right, Nimsy, it's been a massive couple of weeks we've detailed it on our podcasts and uh we'll talk a little bit more about it throughout the week about throughout this week's show because a couple of guests we got coming up bit going on around the we traps do. which we're, is where we should stop waffling before. and get straight to our feature interview but we got to give him his proper intro he's overcome a penalty competitor crashes weather rain and mud it's farewell He's an absolute superstar of our sport, a wonderful ambassador, not just for supercars, but also for motorsport in general. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Shane Van Gisbergen. (laughs) How are we, Shadow? Hey, afternoon, guys. (laughs) Hey, mates. uh, Good to have you. Good to have you on the show this week. I know you've been probably pretty, pretty busy between... uh, Bathurst and now been to Adelaide and done a few things. So, and I'm sure you're probably sick of, sick of doing interviews. Just quickly, I know um, we're not going to push on too much about, you know, obviously we're going to congratulate you about Bathurst and all that, which is just absolutely mega, but you've done probably a billion chats about that. We'll touch on that, but I want to talk about some other stuff, uh, some other really cool stuff that, uh, that, you know, people may have seen in the background, whether it be rally or whatever it might be. But um, what I want to know is, and I've known J Dub for a while, and he's got his own he's got his own office uh, and PA in uh, at Sanctuary Cove there that to to run his diary. Now he doesn't drive anywhere near as much stuff as you do. Do you, do you have a PA? Like, do you have a PA to organise your diary to 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 tell you where you've got to be or or what? Because man, you, I don't know. I can't even figure out what I'm going to do tomorrow, let alone what what you're doing. 
<laughs> yeah, I probably missed a couple of races without even knowing about it. But yeah, I look after my own stuff, so it's all good. <laughs> is that management too, um, Gizzy? Do you run? Do you run your own management as well, or is is it? Uh, do you, do you have representation? Uh, my old boy does uh, helps a lot with the supercar stuff and my my personal uh, partners. But yeah, for finding drives overseas and stuff, I, I just do it myself. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. Uh, mate, I wanted to, as Stevie J said, we, you know, we, the Bathurst has been done to Mega. death now. We know well you done, got mate. there. It was out. I mean, Unreal. it was an outstanding effort. Um, this year's championship has been an outstanding effort too. But when you finish this year and you go on holidays and you go on break, you're on a beach somewhere, you're walking down a beach, a bottle rolls up onto the beach, you give it a bit of a rub for luck. A genie pops out and says, "Right, oh Shane, that a bottle? You can, that's a bottle. You're smart. <laughs> yes, a bottle. You can do. I've you been hoarding can... bottles since Bathurst Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to get to that as well. The greatest television this year in motorsport. Yeah. Um, the rub. The genie pops out and he goes, "Right, oh Shane. So, World Rally Championship, Supercar, NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One. You can have whatever you want." What does Shane Van Gisbergen choose? What do you go and run? Uh, I want the Gen 3 cars to be awesome. Yeah. Okay. So supercars. Cool. Supercars is the answer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah, super, supercars is, is the best thing. But I just hope that the Gen 3s are going to be a success. I mean, he's – and obviously knowing Shane for a while, I mean, he – He's always put Maddie and Nims. He's always put supercars at the top of his list, even above GT and and all that stuff that he's done and has done. Like we've got on our sheet here, you know, obviously raced at Le Mans this year back in June and, and done some very very cool stuff. There's probably some stuff. Or you've done the Daytona 24 as well, Shane. Is 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 there any other, I guess, marquee events that that are on your radar that you like to to yep. tick off the bucket list? Yeah, only I had. Le Mans was on there, obviously, and then the last one mm-hmm. now is the Nürburgring 24. So yeah, that's just I'm wait, waiting on the bloody supercars calendar. It seems to get later and later <laughs> every year, so makes it sort of hard to plan stuff early. But um, yeah, you got to go and do two VLN races in like a slower car or something to yeah. get the license, I guess, to run a GT3 car around Nordschleife. So. Just waiting on the supercars calendar to see if that race doesn't conflict. Well, I, hey, when I was over there, mate, watching you in the Spa 24 hour, I did a little trip, and you you remember the car that I was in? I was in a Nissan Micra, so I did a few <laughs> laps in the Nissan Micra around there. Well, that classifies like a VLN thing for me. So, <laughs> I think the cars that you got to do the test in are something like that. So probably. <laughs> So, mate, you've been in the championship a long time now. Where does this year so far, given that we all – I know you won't be expecting it because you're a competitor and you won't – you'll won't, you wait until the very final checkered flag to celebrate a championship win. We think you're going to win, obviously. Yeah. Where does this year rate in, in, your, uh, in, in your career, in your glittering career? Has this been a standout Ooh. for you? Um. I think so. Obviously, the first one's very special. Last year was pretty cool too, but this year I think um, I think it means a lot more. With you know, we had so many changes at the start of the year, and and you know there was a lot more doubt around how we would go with the you know the team ownership and two new engineers on both cars, a new teammate. Like there's so many changes, and we came out came out pretty strong. You know, both both cars as well. Like 
you know, the team's championship was pretty important to us. And, um, you know, the way Brock's performed this year, yeah, I reckon this year's probably, it's it's been pretty cool so far. So hopefully we finish it off strong and, and get both both championships. And what about what about obviously the Gold Coast, mate? Coming up in a few weeks, it's going yep. to be, and you know you're notoriously very good around there. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be, you know, back in in their uh, Stone Brothers days, we had that cracking race with uh, with Jamie, where yeah, obviously the right. techno car, you know, like there's so many so many highlights that I remember. But it's a bloody tough race, isn't it? And this is going to be the longest race that any single driver's done around that place. So. Uh, if depending on obviously the weather, it's going to be, I think, probably as equal or as tougher than the original start of the season at Adelaide. I reckon, yeah, it's two tough races to finish the year. Obviously, with yeah. the two hundred and fifty k at the Gold Coast, and then of course Clipsal as well. So it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what the vibes like. You know, it'd be good to have it back as like a party event and and the awesome atmosphere around it because that sort of died off a couple of years. And then the other thing is the shitty chicane hops, like um, <laughs> that they they were getting out of control the last couple of years, and they did nothing about it. So yeah, hopefully yeah. they've got a better system that us drivers know where the limit is and how much curve we can take and how not, because you're just driving blind basically through the chicanes, and sometimes your car flies mm. good and sometimes it doesn't, and that that trips those chicane things. So. Yep. To be honest, it's a pretty shitty system. So hopefully they got something better this year. But I haven't heard anything. And and obviously, I was there. I've been there, like you have with both. You know where they've had big tire bundles on the, on just on the inside of the yeah. the big curbs. We've we were both there when basically the the. Uh, the loop system failed and we were missing the chicane and the, the, the lap record stood <laughs> yeah. for like 10 years because got the lap record there. Yeah. he still, he still got the lap record there because he was literally going yeah, through turn one chicane. The first corner was the hairpin onto the back straight. <laughs> it was, it was. He literally went through turn one chicane, full noise in, in six gear. So, yeah, right. uh, and, and yeah, got I the think, fastest um, lap. I think he was like a second and a half quicker than qualifying or something. Ridiculous. <laughs> and they didn't pick it up. That that is absolutely ridiculous. And no, but what would you? What, what was what I was getting to there was what would you prefer, mate? Would you prefer that electronic system, which doesn't seem to be that easy to know where you're at, or would you prefer actually something there like a tire yeah, that if you that if you did cut too much and you clipped it, it was gonna it, it was consequences. You were going to tear the, the corner off. of your front spoiler mm. off or whatever. What would you prefer? Yeah, you need you need something that's consequential, or maybe even bigger curbs, so we stop hitting them or cutting them as much. But also, you know, that can ramp the cars up more. So, you know, the bundles used to be pretty good. They were um, self-policing in a way. You could hop them, but you know, take the risk of 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 hitting them or not. But um, and they were enough to slow you down. But they're obviously very dangerous when you're following, and and they moved. So you know, we were forever. You know, if they moved in qualifying, the cars at the end had the advantage and stuff like that. So I don't know what the answer is. I just know that what we have now is not very good and doesn't seem to be much happening to fix it, you know. And, and the same thing's probably going to happen at Clipsal with the first chicane there. Like, there's no yeah. – seems to, needs to be a better way to police it all. Yeah. I'm going to come back to Clipsal in a minute because you're you're the latest person to walk around there and have a look at it. But we've actually had a, a text message come in, Shane, that I want to read out to you because I'm interested in your opinion on this. 
Uh, this is from Mark, who is in the flood zone just out of Shepparton. So we hope you're doing all right there, Mark. It says, boys, does Bathurst need an asphalt runoff area up against the fence along the exits of the chase and the sand trap so you can drive out safely and not out of control in the wet, uh, as we've seen a few big issues there. What are your thoughts on that, mate? It, having more of a concrete runoff at the chase there to try and avoid, I suppose, what we saw in the early stages of the 1000? Um, well, no, that the asphalt around the edge of the sand trap wouldn't fix what happened there, but maybe <laughs> if it was at the very edge, you know, by the tie wall, you know, that would help mm. people you could just struggle across the tie wall to get to the tarmac and drive across. That's yeah. probably not a silly idea, but um, yeah, what what happened at the start of the race probably wouldn't fix that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, probably not. I mean, in the end, there's, and I'm all for. I love it. I love the grass there. I, I you know, maybe they can do some of the drainage and st- to stop the standing water. But you know, you yeah. look at the Formula One stuff. You know, it's all asphalt all the way off the track, and it it doesn't. Do it like it. It's mm. it doesn't penalise anyone yeah. from going off the track, you know. Mm. And I think that's what Bathurst is great. If you do go off the track, you do get penalised for it. So I think it. it yeah, it the needs consequences are proper. I, I, I find yeah. that the most challenging. You got the two hardest braking zones with the biggest conf- consequences if you go off in those last yep. two corners. And if you're on a good lap, that's running through your head not to overbrake the last couple of corners. So, but yeah. I, I, I think what we we got having that challenge is, is much better than a concrete runoff. And just stuck, stuck on Bathurst here, as, as Stevie J alluded to just a second ago, the footage of the your your appearances on the breakfast TV slots the next morning made <laughs> our week. Yeah, I turned up. I didn't get fined. <laughs> Did you get in trouble? Like, I, I yeah. suppose the punters want to know, do you get in trouble for something like that from supercars or from the team or... Do they, do they kind of Surprisingly say, oh. not. I thought I was going to get taken over the backside there, but it was um, actually quite positive, I guess. That's why they set it up, to make you look like an idiot and do it at 7 a.m. So, but, but if I didn't turn up, it probably would have been worse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I reckon if you didn't turn up, you'd, you'd cop a rake. But Nimsy said it last yeah. week because we were talking about it, that um, we reckon you just gained – Aussies love that sort of stuff, and we reckon you gained a whole shit ton of fans <laughs> oh. because they went, "This bloke's how good's this that's bloke?" Real. And, yeah, and that's he real. did it with the expert that uh, that actually turned up the next day. Oh, and Carl, Carl Stefanovic. Stefanovic. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a bit, I was a bit embarrassed at the time, but the uh, yeah, the fullback hasn't been too bad. But <laughs> I, I guess at Gold Coast, it's. Uh, I can't do it again, or I just don't book anything for the next morning. <laughs> yeah. How about we just don't book anything? In fact, Zach from Canberra's yeah. texting. He says, hey, boys, great to hear you back live again. Question for Shane. Are you now a Powerade ambassador following the Bathurst after party? Congratulations <laughs> on your win and your form of since 2021. It's been a privilege to watch. I think what Zach is referring to there was a, a crack that Stevie J had at you last week that you had some... You had a pretty a pretty strong case of Powerade teeth in the morning crosses in the uh, with Carl Stefanovic and the, nah, and the Sunrise Bull, Crew. I only drink oh, hey, oh, the there, you there you go. There you go. There you go. stuff. It nice was, work. It was the red Red Bull. See, and, I know, and I know he was hurting because normally when I message him, you know, I'll get a good message back. All I got back was I'm hurting. That's all. That's all I got. I'm like, oh, he's no good. That's perfect, mate. Um, you, you went from Bathurst. You went straight down to Adelaide and had a, a look around for us of uh, our, our family. And for those of us who love driving there, how exciting is it to be going back? And how does it all look? How's it all coming together? Because you were walking around the circuit. 
Um, yeah, well, they've resealed it, which will be interesting. Um, but, yeah, not, it, they're sort of just putting it all together now. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the biggest thing for me is how awesome that town is for support, like how, how excited everyone is to have the race back and all. It's so positive, and everyone's stoked to have it there. So it's actually it's a really cool atmosphere, and I, I think and hope it's going to be really well supported that race and um yeah it was it was always a good one as it was and maybe as a season closer it's it's going to suit as well i think i reckon yeah. it's probably almost it is going to suit but i think it's going to being how much publicity it had not being there and then all the obviously all the politics and the and the and the the changeover down there and and i think it's going to be Probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, that they've had. So I hope it is. And I hope Gold Coast, as you said, Shane, is going to be exactly the same where it's back to the party atmosphere yep. because we haven't had it since 2019. Uh, so it's been three years and I think that, um, you know, everyone's really – I reckon it's going to be a cracking weekend at the Gold Coast as well, personally. hope so, yeah. Shane, before, so, we, before we let you go, I do want to ask, um, last year, you know, it was an absolute breakthrough season for you, but you also had to do it with a pretty dodgy shoulder, thanks to our great mate, Stephen Johnson. <laughs> have, have, you, um, have you taken up any more offers of uh, going on mountain biking with him at all? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even clean the thing since the crash, actually. It's just been sitting there, but I bought a motorbike and I lived on that over summer and I'll do that again over the summer, but yeah, haven't been... Haven't been mountain biking again since. Uh, That's la- right, neither Stevie J. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That, that scared me too much. The last the last person that rode Shane's mountain bike was me. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but I, I did I did take it back to his place and hang I hung it up in his garage and and then uh, it's probably still sitting yeah, there as he said broken. Sense. Hey, Shane, you've been incredibly generous with your time, mate, and uh, we appreciate you coming on board the driver's seat once again. You're one of our absolute favourites, and the and I tell you, the the text line is just coming in thick and fast here. How's this last one that's just coming? Don't read it out. Yeah, no, I'm going to read it out because I reckon SVG. I love this. Is this the bloke who spewed? Make him Prime Minister. <laughs> First off, he didn't spew. He didn't yeah, spew. Well, his weren't even that old either, and I wrecked them, eh? I was gutted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Shane, good luck on the Gold Coast, brother, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at trackside at Adelaide and at the, at, at the GC, uh, you know, giving, a, giving those street circuits what for. And uh, thanks again for joining us on the driver's seat. Cheers, guys. Speak to you soon. <laughs> Shane Van Gisbergen joining us on the driver's seat. And just look at the amount of people that are, oh, yeah. so good. That are jumping on board. Because, like, I don't know what it is. He's, he's just turned into, like, because remember, there was always, people always thought he was, you know, they had, a, they had something in their mind that they thought Shane Van Gisbergen yeah. was. Well, they thought he was arrogant or aloof. Well, they don't. And he's not. They didn't know him. No, he's shy, but he's also. But he doesn't show him. In, in media and in public. No, that's right. And and when he does show him, he almost gets a bit lambasted for it. Mm. But he's not a robot. And uh, he doing the corporate, towing the corporate line and doing all the sponsorship stuff, that's just really hard for him. Mm. So when you get him on a show like this where you don't ask the same old questions all the time and you don't just feed – you actually treat him like a human being and one of the mates – you yep. get interviews like that where, he's, where he's completely straightforward with Look you. Look at the inside line, Nimsy and Maddie, where there's a section on SVG where 
they said hard to interview and, and Garth was interviewing him. Yeah. And Shane just turned around to Garth because there was, it was one, one or two answer or question, uh, interview, like questions. Yeah. Uh, and Shane was giving him nothing, and and he's just said to Garth, Garth, they're just shit questions, mate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And Garth yeah. goes, oh, my God, all right. <laughs> just well, don't ask shit questions. Well, we've got uh, plenty to get through. We've got a lot of your texts coming through as well. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to text in to the show, just like Peter in Muntabay did. So glad you're live this week. Was about to go all Extinction Rebellion and superglue my scrotum to SEN's headquarters front Ooh. door. Oh, oh, Pete. Oh, Pete. Wow. Oh, and, and Would Pete, that be superglue or Gorilla that, Grip? Or? Well, gorilla Grip. Well, I can tell you right now. <laughs> I can tell you right now because if, Pete, if Peter's in SA... Yeah. Then the nearest office is, is the lovely glass on 1 King oh, William yes. Street. Yeah. And that would not be a good look. No. I've Go been to bed, champ. Go to bed. We'll take a quick pause for the cause. Back with more of your texts right here on the driver's seat. 0433 98 11 16. And well, speaking, speaking of the Gold Coast, we've got yeah. a very, very big announcement, which we already made. But we want to tell you about it. <laughs> but if you weren't live last week. Well, we weren't live last week, but we want, to tell, you, we want to tell you live, tell your face and get your reaction right here about yes. our big live show that's going to be happening next week at the Star on the Gold Coast. We'll touch on that next right here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. And we do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. 0433 98 11 16 is the text line if you'd like to get in touch. Uh, plenty of texts coming in thick and fast. Should we go through some of these, boys? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan has texted in. Bathurst, uh, boys, Bathurst was great to watch. Only downside was seeing Zach Brown's big head in the pits. I hope they threw cans at him and he went when he went up on the hill. Jeez, Dan. <laughs> That's aggressive. That's, a, that's a very uh, man. No, I don't man. think they did. I, I don't know. There's part of me about with Zach Brown. He's done some interviews in recent times. I genuinely think, I could be wrong, but I genuinely think he did not enjoy the conversations with Dan Ricardo. I think he genuinely was hoping it was going to be better than that. And you know what? Sometimes mm. it just doesn't work, and it hasn't worked there. But I don't know. There's part of me that's uh, that feels he's pretty upset about all that. Um, Welcome back for another week, guys. This is Pete from Cranbourne. What are your thoughts on both the petition to save Wakefield Park as well as a reported 2023 revival of Calder Park Raceway? Well, Steve, we've we've both got views on this. You've mm. got to keep Wakefield Park. Absolutely. Not just for because we're rev heads and we want a place to race, but for the mental, emotional, financial, um, community involvement that that track garners and attracts and the economics that it attracts in the ACT. from the ACT, from Sydney, Sydney from yep. it, it needs to happen. And uh, I believe they've got 22,000 signatures or 23,000 signatures now, which makes it about the third or fourth largest electronic petition in the history of New South Wales. So it looks like it's going to be petitioned and they're going to discuss it in to go to uh, parliament, or to go to parliament yep. and, and debate it. Call to park. Look, 
if Dan Andrews gets voted back in, there is apparently a commitment from the Victorian government to build a track out at Avalon, which would make sense out near the airport there. Um, but you're but you're right in what you say, Pete. Um, uh, Rocket Rodney from uh, Rod, uh, Rodney Jane, Rocket Rodney from Bob Jane, and and his uh, his cousin Kim Jane, who I used to race against in V8 Utes and Super Utes and other bits and pieces. They're looking to bring Calder back and possibly even the Thunderdome, Steve. So oh, that'd be super. That'd be sick if they brought the Thunderdome back. That'd be mega. Gee, it's going to need a lot of work, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, Calder's now a goat track. Yep. Both both the flat track and the and the well, oval. the Thunderdome. It's it's because because it's built on on a tip sort of thing. I yeah, tyres and tip, tyres and tip, and yeah. and the the track itself around the Thunderdome it sunk so much like you can't actually drive around at a pace anymore because it, literally you'd jump off the road. Yeah, so um, yeah. it's going to need a lot of work. Yeah, but but either way, um, Pete, give give me as many tracks as we can. <laughs> yeah. So let's it's uh, it's a pity that only New South Wales people could could sign the Wakefield Park thing, which is in Goulburn. Just for those who aren't in, familiar with that, um, uh, and it was closed due to some noise complaints of farmers and other bits and pieces. So hopefully sense will prevail that and uh, in that. And but if you are in New South Wales or in that region. Mm, mm. Uh, all you need to do is jump onto to Google and just yeah. Google Wakefield Park Petition, and yeah. it's right there. We've got that. Uh, we've got a link up to it it on our on our yes, um, do. on do. our Facebook page. So head to there, yeah. and you can follow all the links. Just scroll down a bit. Yeah. In fact, I'll repost it uh, after the show's done it. tonight. Yeah. So yeah. It, which it's is good, cool. Great to see like uh, so many people um, in New South Wales jump on board because twenty thousand signatures, and you still got until the twenty eighth to get it signed. So um, good, nice to see them actually. Uh, you know, not take it lightly because we've seen what people power can do with the Adelaide 500 and mm-hmm. hopefully yep. Wakefield uh, is uh, follows similar. Now, Absolutely. speaking of people power, we mm. have actually got and we had, a, as you might recall, in the Australian Grand Prix, uh, a nice little live show that we did. We had some people turn out, which was yeah. great to see. Q&A, press the flesh, have a couple of beers afterwards with uh, yep. some of the fans. And we're going to be doing that. Well, at least you and uh, at least Matt and Steve will be up on the Gold Coast <laughs> at... Um, at uh, the Star, Star City Casino. That's mm. right. It is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a full live show there. Q&A, everything that we did uh, prior at uh, at the bar. And I, yep. remember, I remember after we did the show at the AGP, we had so many people jump on our Facebook page going, oh, guys, when are you going to bring – do a show here. Do one in Perth. Do one in this. Do one in this. <laughs> yeah. One at a time. One at a one time. One at a time. And, and yeah, the reality is this is the first time we've been back at the Gold Coast, Stevie J, for, uh, since 2019, I think. 2019. 2019 was the last race. And um, uh, both Stephen and I live on the um, the Gold Coast, the land of pineapples, palm trees, and fake boobs. So we And white shoes. And white shoes. And real estate agents. <laughs> God, I hate real estate agents on the Gold Coast. Anyway. Um <laughs> So, yes, uh, Star Casino in the sports bar, 7 o'clock. Stevie J, myself, Nimsy, we are gutted that you will not be here. Mm-hmm. Um, you are part of the team. You are an essential part of the team, and I feel, for one, you should be here. But anyway, um, Woogie, our ninth producer, will be here. Um, and, yeah, Q&A, press the flesh. We're probably going to drag Jet Johnson down as well. Mrs. Mack will be there. Um and we're currently, well, Nimsy, you're currently on the treadmill looking for guests to come down and spend some time with us. So hopefully we'll get uh, some of the boys and girls from supercars or support categories down there Fingers and um, have a couple of beers. Like, it. come down and say day. We are super approachable. Uh, we'd, love to, we'd love to see you down there because it's always a good night. It'll be fantastic. And if the 
the AGP was an indication of uh, just how well one of those shows can go. Um, hmm. We'd love if you can get on down there. And uh, you can probably see my giant uh, bonce through uh, a screen that will pop up. We'll set one up. Oh, that'll be good. <laughs> be there virtually. I'll look like I'll look like a you know um, um, on Sale of the Century when they used to have the home viewer. <laughs> the home viewer, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and here from Parkdale, we have the Malteser. <laughs> it's Nimsy. So, Nimsy enjoys motorsport, trains, and the occasional game of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll choose. Nimsy, thanks, Glenn. Oh, Spin un- around. Dun, 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 for your twenty-five bucks. <laughs> oh, congratulations! You can take away the uh, the I don't know. What, 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 they always used to give like the a Dimplex horrible heater, yeah, or a really bad lounge set. Remember that? Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, was it Glenn Ridge? Was it Tony Bar? Who's who's your favourite? Sale of the Century host, folks. Is it, are you a Glenn Ridge or I, are you a look, Tony Barber? I grew up on Glenn uh, Ridge. Barber. But it, Tony Barber? But I started off with Tony Barber because he yeah, was still yeah, – because right. mum actually bought the Sale of the Century. Uh, remember the game, the, the board game from <laughs> yes. Crown and Andrews? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Crown and Andrews. <laughs> wow. And, and anyway, I, we digress. We, we do digress. Uh, geez, you could, yeah. it's almost like we've had two weeks of waffle that we yeah. just haven't had a chance to talk about. Um, we got an update from Dan here. Sorry, boys, I have calmed down now. Uh, not happy with how Danny Rick ended, although Dan gave Lando a rap, which was classy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, you know, Dan, it's always messy, right? It's just whether it's in, in corporate land or motorsport or cricket or a relationship or whatever, when, when it's all not happy families, when everyone's not happily married in whatever sequence like that or any, any stage like that, it's difficult. And the fact is we just love Dan so much and he's just such a happy character that – it's been hard to watch him go through this last two years, I reckon. And there's part of me that thinks it's been hard for McLaren too because that's not what they wanted and it's not what he wanted. And as I keep saying to everybody that asks me about this because it's there's two things that people ask me about this year, Nimsy. Mm-hmm. It's what's the real what's real estate doing and should I sell? Of course, which the answer is yes and call me if you do. Uh, no, call or, Bree. Or Bree Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, how about Danny Ricardo getting the sack from know, McLaren? It's crazy, right? isn't It's it? crazy. It's, but I don't think Dan wants to be there. As soon as they gave him the 23 mil, he was like, ah, I'm out of here. Pull the shoot. Mm. Who would want to be in that environment where you are on struggle street constantly? And, and, and the you're, world's biggest and, stage. And you're that. clearly the number two as well. Clearly the number two. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I, for one, am glad that he's out of McLaren. Um, forgetting the money. I'm just glad he's out of McLaren. If he does get this reserve driver role at Mercedes-Benz, it'll be good for him. Whether that's a way back to a race seat, I don't know, Stevie mm. J. I've been on the record saying I'd love to have seen him go to Indy. I think he would have been superb in Indy. Uh, but um, he's hanging around in Formula One, and he looks like he's going to be a reserve driver for Mercedes. But we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. it would be pretty interesting. Um, uh, great to have you back live, guys. SVG potential to be the GOAT. Rob the Ringer from Camden. Hard to argue with that one. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the GOAT currently is Jamie, mm. isn't he? Stevie J. Seven seven championships. Seven times and three Bathursts? Yeah. Uh, Two yeah. Bathurst, three Bathursts. Oh, he's got three because he had a three-peat. That's right. And seven-time champion. So mm. will we see SVG? I think the only thing that will stop that is whether SVG wants to keep running or not. Keep running that within that team, that yeah. car, or he wants yep. to go and do something else, yep. NASCAR, whatever it might be. But I still think that, you know, he he's committed. Supercars is him. He loves supercars. Really? He loves the competition. Well, we heard it from the horse's mouth. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. I, we we all just hope that Gen Three, you know, ends up being an absolute. Just just you know, what like, they promised. Like just, the success I think that's all that it needs. Yeah, exactly. What they promise, and you know, because a lot of the other stuff. Let's forget about the budget blah. Forget about all this. Let's just try to get these cars on the track, and let's try to develop them, and see where they end up. Because yeah. if it creates some amazing racing, mm-hmm. he's a racer. That's all he wants to do is race. Correct. If they were half the speed and half the technical of anything that we've got currently, if it's still going to be a ripping race, SVG will be in there. Yep. You race, you, you, you know, you run what you brung. And if everything is great and it's tight racing, I think we'll see him engaged yep. for a very long time. So, yes, absolutely, he is very possibly could be the GOAT. Mm. Could be the GOAT. Couple very of, definitely. A couple of texts that have uh, come in. Um, Zach in Canberra has gone and said, I sincerely hope Wakefield does get reopened. It's a major boost to Goldman's economy, but also provides opportunities for those looking to break into the motorsport industry who don't want to drive hours to Sydney, Winton or Melbourne from Southern New South Wales or the ACT, such as myself being a sports media student in Canberra. That's from Zach. Uh, Just as we've used this as an example so many times, but Luke King, like he... He wouldn't be a professional race car driver if it wasn't for places like uh, like Wakefield, oh, because literally and Josh Buchan, yeah, Josh Buchan, yep, Jordy Cox. I mean, I know we're sort of TCRing, but we've all raced there, we've all driven there. Everyone that you look at in in the both club level and upper echelons of motorsports, Stevie J, we have all run yep. at at Wakefield Park. And as I say, forgetting the track itself. It's all the side benefits and it's all the things that it brings to the community that needs to be saved. This is not about being a rev head because there are other tracks around if you want to go. But this is about saving something for the community in an already tough environment. So hey, while we're talking, while we're mentioning Luke King, if, if you haven't seen it already, jump onto our Facebook page because there is a video of Luke King. <laughs> Taking my Scary good self. Take, oh my God, cheese and rice. I tell you what. That photo of Nimsy is just like, that is, that is what you call fear in a picture. Oh, yeah. Well, yep. very funny. Now, that Mount Tai Zip Pay Racing um, <laughs> TCR car in the wet can go through Sandown very quickly in case you haven't seen the yeah. video. But uh, um, well, And did you just see on a, on a side note for that, both Joshy Bucken and Luke King and a few others from our TCR class were named as some of the top 100 TCR drivers in the world. As they Luke should be. Was 97 and I think Josh was 35 or something. So... Good, well done, boys. Mm. We're on the, we're, geez, we hit well on the big stage, on the world stage. Was the Tony D'Alberto there? Tony, I think Tony D was there. Was yeah, he? Tony D might have been even top 10. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Chazzy was in there. Yep. And so, yeah. Will Brown? I'm doing, yeah, Will was in there, I believe. Yep. Yep. So just doing a doing a great job. Uh, and just, I know we've got to go to a break, Nimsy, but that's gold. The sales of the, cent- the sale of the century home viewer. I think Tony Barber pips Glen Ridge too. Because of his very white teeth and the way he bounced in. Plus Delvine Delaney. Oh, yes. Delvine Delaney. Two of the incredible bargains on sale of the century. <laughs> <laughs> Old Pete Smith speaking. Remember, you could win a Chimera. That's right, you could too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You could win a Chimera. Or a trip to Sydney on a Greyhound bus. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Who are we talking about Greyhound buses? Because i got family in Canberra. And that, that Greyhound bus. Oh, it's bleak, I tell you. Oh, yeah. It's bleak. No good. Thank, thank heavens for uh, for cheap fl- oh. for cheap fares, eh? <laughs> oh, our mate's back, David. 
Remember David from oh, a few yes. weeks ago who I think might have been on the tins? Mm. He was telling us about the Queen not being dead or not in the not in the uh in the, in the coffin. coffin. Yeah. Yeah. The Queen is not dead, it's a hoax. She's racing Formula One and living the dream. <laughs> Thanks, David. I appreciate your input, brother, but it's uh, don't get a hot don't get a roll on. I hit time the wall. Uh, yep, time to, just time to go nine eyes again, Dave. Was it? Don't start on more cans and more Queen stuff because it will not make it to earth. Was that radio transmission from the Queen just there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why they had that weird the throne in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, correct. We'll take a quick pause for the cause here on the driver's seat. Love to hear your thoughts. Anything on your mind, text in 0433981116. We mentioned we got a big bumper edition of the driver's seat. Bryce mm. Fullwood will join us uh, very shortly as well. So we'll have a chat to young Bryce and uh, see how he's going because he was really the shining star at Brad Jones Racing at a very, very tough trip to Mount Panorama for them. But we'll take a quick yeah. break. Back with more right after this on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. We're going to be chatting to Bryce Fullwood uh, at, I forgot because obviously daylight savings is a whole bunch of different uh, time zones. Uh, so we'll just say in the next hour. So, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounded like hey, I was on ABC quickly, Radio National. <laughs> off the top there, we were just talking about uh, TCR in the top 100. Zach from Canberra. Zach, you're lining up to be man of the match again, son. That's three or four texts come in. Love your work. Uh, the top 100 of TCR drivers, uh, Jordan Cox kicked it off. 12, he was, 12 Aussies in the top 100. 12 Aussies, which is sensational. And just in order, uh, it was Jordan Cox, Tony Delberto. Uh, Jordan Cox at 10, Tony Delberto 15, Aaron Cameron 28, Josh Bucken at 36, Will Brown 42, Zach Suter 49, Jay Hansen 51, Chazzy Mozzie at 66, Dylan O'Keefe, Doc was at 68, Benny Bargwana at 82, Luke King at 93, Bailey Sweeney at 95. Not a bad, uh, not a bad list. Not mm. a bad list. Yeah, it shows how good, either how crap overseas TCR drivers are and we're just brilliant, or just how good we are. I just think we're good. I think we're this. Yeah, looking at that calibre of, uh, of names mm. on there. Mm. Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty decent effort there. But, um, yeah. hey, yeah. speaking of uh, good drivers, we do our own little ranking system. It is, of course, the driver's seat power rankings. This is the driver's seat power rankings. It is our version of the Brownlow medal or the Dally M. Now, after each round, uh, Matt and Steve, they assign a 3-2-1 vote to the driver that impressed the most during the round. This is the leaderboard after the Bathurst 1000. Shane Van Gisbergen got the perfect game last week. Uh, 39 votes. He sits very clear on top. Ahead can't, of, be beaten. can't be beaten. Can't be beaten. Yeah. Um, P2 is Will Davison. 12 votes to Cameron Waters. Uh, eight votes to Chaz Mostert. Seven votes to Davey Reynolds. Five votes to James Courtney. Gary Jacobson. Excellent start. Wrong one. Nice, Gary! <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that roar for Gary Live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brock Feedy on five votes as well. Four votes goes to Lee Holdsworth and Todd Hazelwood. Three votes. Timmy Slade. Two votes. Andre Heimgartner, Chris Pither, and Zach Best. One vote to Anton DiPasquale. Brody Kostecki, Nick Perkett, James Golding. Subway and Declan Fraser getting onto the board Ooh, as well news, last week. News going around about those two. Mm. Declan and uh, Golding. And Golding. Oh, yeah, really? Can you, yeah, can can you spell? Is that, some, uh, is that something you, for later you, on? Is that something for later? I, I got three quarters through my run sheet, Nimsy, and I don't want to 
cut your legs. No, off we can we can, we can chat about it. We can we, well, all, we can uh, edit on the road. Basically, I think we all thought Stevie J that Jimmy J uh, Jimmy Golding was a lock for the Subway Car for next year. But just remembering that um, Premier Racing and Pete Gibberus have a very close relationship with Triple Eight. Gibberus, by the way. Uh, Premier Racing have a very close <laughs> relationship with Triple Eight. Declan is a Triple Eight boy. Mm-hmm. It's a big push from Triple Eight to get Declan into that car. Now, do you? This is so, something that that you floated. I'm I'm talking. I reckon like about a month ago when we brought yeah. up the chat when we were talking about who's going to out of the rookies like Zach Best and Declan and mm-hmm. uh, I think we, I think it was as far Jordan back as when, when we were chatting to um to Matt Charter and that might be how long ago yeah. it was. So it's getting yeah. a bit of traction. Yeah, look, I, I, there's obviously two seats um, that we know of at this stage, which are, which is the second seat at Truck Assist Racing, uh, Matt Stone Racing, as we, we know. Um, the, the, um, Todd Hazelwood. The, Todd Hazelwood, thank you, is going across to Blanchard Racing. Mm-hmm. And Slade is more than likely going to Premier because Pitha, we think, has been given the Tijuana Brass yes. with his Coke money. And I can give Say you... hello to my little friend! <laughs> I'll give you a little bit of, not scoop, but I can give you a little bit of smoke that's happening there as well. We, we're going to um, touch on that later. We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll touch on that. I did I did get to that in the run that's sheet. That's so six, Matty. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, so Jimmy Golding, not a lock. I think it would be disappointing if he didn't get it because I think he's been really good in the subway car. Um, and I think... Uh, Matt Stone Racing also has a connection with Triple Eight, so you could put Declan into there as well. Um, I just think, I just think Jimmy's done a good enough job this year. He's been quicker than Chris from almost day one, and often in the top ten, Stevie J, mm. both in racing and qualifying. And yep. for a bloke that hasn't raced since twenty nineteen, is it? Yeah, in, he's, a, been in a supercar? In, he's been in S five thousand and other bits and pieces. Finally found a home at Premier. I'd be, I'd be a bit disappointed if Jimmy didn't keep that. I reckon. Mm. He's actually yeah. he's going to be having a Sunday sesh, if I recall correctly. Um, the to, Subway Sunday sesh at Surface Paradise to uh, to launch the mm. uh, the livery. Mm. Apparently, he's a DJ. Oh yeah, yes he is. Didn't know that about Beeps. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he spins the decks if that's what the young folk call it these days. <laughs> oh, come on, stop trying to be young and cool, Matty. <laughs> well, a I'm not young, and B I was never cool. So. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Um, you, mean, releasing... you mean turn the records? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, he he's they're doing a launch of a new livery for the Gold Coast yeah, event this Sunday. Interesting, isn't it? You know, mm. change, another another livery change, which yeah. uh, be interesting to see what they're changing. You know, whether it's just for the Gold Coast or it's going to continue for Adelaide mm-hmm. Five Hundred as well. We know the Coke car is going to stay in that tribute livery for yep. the final two rounds as well. Yeah, uh, be interesting to see what the Subway car looks like. For uh, Gold Coast and Radelaide, I got to say, um, in terms of Premier Racing, like when they jumped on the scene, because let's face it, when they picked up the ashes of um, of Team Sydney, yeah. to, to come out swinging with two just absolute brilliant looking car, and I think SS Media designed um, both of those livery from Big Scotty Austin, yep, our mate in Melbourne, yeah. who designed Steve's car and designs my car, hey, um, absolutely did an absolute car. ripper car, job. Yeah. DJR yeah. cars. He did the uh, DJR livery at Bathurst too. The throwback. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yep. the indigenous livery, I think. He was yep. sort of part of that. And, the, and their current livery, you yep. know what I mean? So yep. he's, yeah, he's yep. very, very integral part of, of, you don't get any better. No, he's the best. Uh, but yeah, like, think about it. Like, you got a brand new team that's got, that's coming from a, a team that doesn't really have the best reputation. Mm, um, car crash. 
And <laughs> exactly. And, and I was trying to be polite, but let's face it. No, no, it's not like this John is me o- we're talking about. It's, and it's not like John O'Webb's going to go, well, just for that, guys, that's, that's quite me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John O'Who? But um, to come up with like two cars, one with Coke, one mm. with um, Subway, a global brand, Subway's mm. first sort of jump into, you know, motorsport uh, here oh, in yeah. Australia, it's yeah. pretty decent. Oh, that, look, they, they absolutely arrived with stonking sponsors. There's no doubt about that. And, and look, there, there's <laughs> you've got to understand that the Coke deal is pretty well and nicely attached to the Subway deal because mm-hmm. they're partners in business as well. So um, the Coke deal was attached to, to Chris, um, and we'll cover off a little bit on where that might end up in the coming years. But um, – that's attached to Chris, and obviously through that relationship with Subway, that's that's been able to be brokered as well. Originally, that Subway deal was only for two rounds. I think if you remember, Stevie, that's right. Yeah. It was only for two rounds, but obviously did such a good job that um, uh, they kept them on for the rest of the year, which is uh, which has been great. And they've you know they've had an interrupted can- campaign with Gary going and and Jimmy coming in. But as I say, I just think Jimmy's done a fantastic job this second half of the year and deserves the seat for next year. He's well Nothing liked in the team's Gary. No, sorry, Gaz. <laughs> Where is Gaz? We got to, someone sent a text to Gary and make sure he's okay. I'm surprised he didn't have a main game coach. Me too. Yeah. Very Me surprised. Too. We should send him a text, make sure he's okay. Okay. All right, we'll come back to you on that one. Let we'll, us know how you go with him. Watch right watch this space. Uh, we'll take a quick pause of the cause. Uh, Bryce Forward will be joining us afterwards. We'll chat to the BJR Young Gun in just a moment. That's coming up next on the driver's seat. Get your texts coming in. 0433 98 11 16 is our number. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We're right around Australia here on the driver's seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We will get to your texts in just a moment because there is a thick flurry coming in at the moment, and we love seeing it too. 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you'd like to get in touch, especially if you'd like to get in touch with this young man. Uh, in fact, let's give him his proper intro. Price forward in 2019, and he pencils his name down as a Dunlop Super 2 champion, the first from the Northern Territory. Price forward gets a podium as a rookie available United. He's making his first appearance on the podium. Here's Bryce Forward. Tell you what, is there anyone that does it, uh, those podium announcements better than uh, old Chad Nalon? Fantastic. He's pretty good, hey? Very, He's very good. good. But uh, yeah. please welcome back to the driver's seat once again from Brad Jones Racing in the number 14 Middies Racing Commodore, the one and only Bryce Forward. <laughs> hey, everyone. How you going? <laughs> Oh, mate, well, we're mate. really, really well, thank you. We're dry, we're warm up here in Queensland. Uh, you're about to be, I suppose, when you come up here. But no, he's still uh, he's in Queensland as we speak. Oh, you, are you, in, are you, do you live in Queensland, Bryce? I do now. Yes, I've kind of been here, there, and everywhere, all over the place. But back up in Queensland now. Yep. <laughs> well, there you go. At least you're not in Aubrey. Having to live there, no Aubrey Wodonga, because it's cold. Do... Not for any reason, Nimsy, but it's cold. <laughs> Exactly. Bit too cold for a Darwin bloke down there. Yeah, Absolutely. I imagine. Absolutely. So, mate, uh, everyone walked away from Bathurst scarred, uh, lots of crash damage bills, but none bigger than Brad Jones Racing. You were the shining light of the team, I guess, you and your, your co-driver. 
Um, how's that feel to lead the, lead the team home in results at the Bathurst 1000? Yeah, look, it was a bit of a weird 1000, I think, this year. Like, I think there was a lot more mistakes than normal. Um, mm. You know, like, I mean, I think obviously a lot of the co-drivers started the, started the race. And I guess, you know, probably three or four years ago, it used to be the main drivers used to start the race. And so it's, I guess it's all sort of transitioned towards co-drivers starting the race. But, you know, by lap 18 or lap 20, I was looking at the field going, man, we've already lost half the cars. Like, we might not yeah. actually finish this race with any race cars. <laughs> totally. So, um, what, what's, yeah, your, what's your thought on the co-driver thing, mate? Because that, that seems to be a bit of the elephant in the room discussion is that, should them in, in particularly in uh, in in a weather pattern that we were all facing, really it should have been the super experienced guys rather than the co-drivers. Is that something you subscribe to, or or do you think that the co-driver starting isn't such a bad thing? Well, it's um, it's I don't know. It's it's, it's hard to say because I think the co-driver starting the race really opens you up for strategy during the race and really gives you a lot of options, but the most risk in the race is right at the start. Um, mm. And I think probably the, the biggest thing that we're missing here is Bathurst never used to be the first enduro. And, mm-hmm. you know, all these guys used to have a lot more miles in the cars before we even got to Bathurst. But now, yeah. obviously, Bathurst being the only enduro, um, it's the first real race start they've done in the car, that, you know, whereas at Sandown, we used to have co-driver races. We used to, they, they used to have a lot more miles and a lot more, you know, go through the motions, I guess, a lot more before the race at Bathurst. And so, yeah, I don't know. It was, um, it was an odd one. Um, and I guess, you know, it's hard, you know, like I've been there myself in the co-driver, co-driver gig and, you know, a lot of guys out there trying to make a name for himself and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of pretty risky. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously Dino did a, did an awesome job in, in our car and, drove around all the crashes and missed everything and did, did what he was meant to do. And, um, you know, that, that really set us up for the race. So, um, but yeah, really unlucky for, for Andre and, and car eight. They were, um, couldn't do much about that one, unfortunately. Yeah. I think, uh, Bryce, the, the wave of some teams starting the co-drivers, some teams starting the main drivers. I mean, yeah, it was, it, it was not ideal for some of those conditions, but, um, when you look at the stints through the morning session, particularly up until just after lunch, you know, you, you would have some guys like Davey Russell racing against some of the main drivers, you know, and I, and I think that's what makes it makes some, some excitement, especially through the middle part of the day where it can get a little bit, a little bit stale sometimes where you see different strategies. If it was all, if, if everyone's on the same strategy, it's like when you're not having, you know, hard and soft tires and things uh, in the races, everyone, starts on the same tire everyone finishes on the same tire in formula one i mean it gets it gets a bit a bit boring but i think that does open up as you said strategy for the teams to get their lead driver in uh as early as possible to finish the race mm. um but it also i think from from a fan point of view it creates some I wouldn't say drama but it definitely creates some excitement and some point of difference through the middle of the race when you get guys that are not full-time uh, anymore uh, in there amongst the guys that are still full time. You there, Bryce? Oops, what's happened here? Let's try one more time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We just lost Bryce there. Oh, See, he's got us, uh, Bryce. You there? Yep, there oh, we go. Hey, Sorry, he's back. We, we lost yeah, you yeah. there. 
We just um, had a little co-driver drop out here. <laughs> I was just talking to myself. Um, but, yeah, no, I was, I was just saying You get that, used to that you when know, you get married, think... mate. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Stay clear of that one, Bryce. Just, just, just soldier on, soldier on. Don't worry about <laughs> Got me. <laughs> um, no, like, as you were saying, I think, you know, I think if you were to have a rule where the main driver had to start the race, then it's, then it's a no-brainer what the strategy would be and everyone, you know, it would be two separate races. It would be the co-driver race and the main, the main driver race, you know, and I think exactly what you said, you know, some, a lot of the action through the race comes from having, the, the, you know, the, those mixed drivers in the car and I don't think that's something you can, um, you know, really police. But I think it's just an odd year, you know. We're quite likely to go back there next year and, and have mm-hmm. no safety car to lap 120 or something, you know. It's just one of those <laughs> races that you just kind of don't really know what's going to happen. Mate, speaking of odd years, it's been an odd start to your full-time supercar life as a driver because essentially you started in 2020 and you're on the road with WAU, as you know, which was well publicised during the COVID time. The travelling roadshow. Um, <laughs> the travelling roadshow. Last year we had back to back to back to back to back to back to back. It seemed like at SMP. This has kind of been your first full-time year normal, like a normal one normal, yeah. so to speak yeah i mean did those covid years affect or hamper your development do you reckon or has it helped you to be tougher and more resilient i think it to be honest with you i think it's probably really good because you know obviously a lot of what we do is you know is, is a lot of interacting with the fans and um you know there's so much time taken up during the day with going to corporate visits and going and doing all these bits and pieces but sort of on the COVID tour, all we did was go racing. We didn't really have any of that stuff to worry about. And it was kind of, you know, there was no fans at the track, I guess. So we pretty much were just concentrating on going racing all the time, which was really good for me to, to help me get up to speed, um, you know, driving the cars, I guess, and, and with racing. Um, and also spending so much time in the car because the, certainly like in 2020, the racing year was so condensed that it was we we're in the car every second weekend, mm. you know, which is also really good for you know, for getting yourself up to speed too. So um, it's been different. I mean, you know, obviously we had the first round at Clipsal, which was all normal. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very blown away with, with our media commitments that we did. And it was like, man, driving the race cars is quite, you know, really, really small part of this um, this deal. Whereas in Super 2, you don't really have very much of that. You know, you have the odd paddock club visit or something like that, maybe every third race meeting if you're lucky. But um, you really don't have uh, the commitments like that. And it, it's something you really get sort of thrown into the deep end. So I guess coming through in those sort of COVID years um, sort of gave me the ability to, to understand how the racing kind of works a bit. And, and, and then the media stuff's been slowly introduced. Um, and I think that's probably been a, you know, a blessing in disguise, really. Hey, mate, looking at, uh, looking at the stats here, you, you obviously raced at... The Gold Coast, which is your next event, obviously coming up in a couple of weeks, um, in 2018 and 19. Um, this time round, though, it's your first as as a primary driver. I mean, are you going to – and it's actually – we, we spoke to SVG a little bit earlier, and I pointed out the fact that um, it's the longest single driver race that we've ever had at the Gold Coast. And, and in the past – when, even when it was the Gold Coast 300 with the two drivers, it was notoriously hard on, on drivers and, and obviously for, for the physical side of things. Um, you've just come off Bathurst. It hasn't been greatly hot down there, although Sunday wasn't too bad. But 
Um, are you thinking, did you think earlier on before Bathurst that Gold Coast is going to be tough and I'm going to have to prepare differently than, than what you've done all year? Yeah, I think um, I think definitely it's going to be a hard race meeting for, for everyone. I think all the drivers are going to feel it. Some are going to deal with it better than others for sure. Um, I know for me, I normally do like sort of like a 10-day block training camp before Bathurst every year. I do one at the start of the year and I do one pre-Bathurst as well because it's a good, and I, obviously we train through the year as well, but it's a good sort of top-up, if you like, leading into Bathurst. Um, and it's been, you know, that's been really important this year around having having Gold Coast coming up. Um, you know, Gold Coast, as we all know, is a pretty unforgiving track, um, you know, and a, a small mistake there is, is you know, if probably more costly than Bathurst. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, you know, we just just being i suppose we just have to trust the process in the in our training program and and see how we go but no doubt sunday night we're going to be pretty knackered um mate uh, we've got a we've had a text message come in from one of our regular listeners zach from canberra he said as much as it was unfortunate how much did the number eight car retiring early help you in your race in terms of opening up strategy with no double stacking and and he actually asked, did some of the uh, number eight car eight crew come over and help on your car from that point on, or were they too busy packing the trailer, or what was the story there? Yeah, look, I think at the start of the race, you know, we, we qualified um, what I feel is quite out of position. And so I felt like at the start of the race, double stacking wasn't probably going to be too much of a concern, but certainly later in the race, I felt like it was going to be, you know, it was going to be a concern. And so that definitely opened things up for us. You know, not you know, not having to worry about car rate, obviously. Um, so that, you know, we we definitely, you know, like a lot of the spots we jumped, um, we passed some cars on track, but a lot of the spots we jumped, uh, we jumped through the race were people that double stacked early in that right. race when there were so many safety cars and stuff, you know. So um, it definitely it definitely helped quite a lot. Um, and then yeah, in regards to that, um, you know, uh, Tony Andre's engineer came over and helped um, Phil um and sort of overseeing what was happening um and then randy the data engineer on car eight went over and helped um mccauley and, and jack smith's side of the garage so um it was really good that they they both sort of jumped in and, and landed a hand because they could have sat on the they could have sat on the hill and drink beers all day but uh <laughs> they didn't so that's pretty cool <laughs> hey mate you touched on phil keyed i know phil quite well obviously used to engineer fabian coulthard at djr um, Phil, you've, you've obviously got you, Phil, as your engineer, uh, and it's it's the first time, I think, uh, I, be- I believe it's the first time in your career that you've had a permanent engineer for the whole year. I mean, what, if that, that's correct, isn't it? Is that right? Because yeah, you mixed and yeah, matched yeah, a fair yeah. bit yeah. at WAU, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. what uh, what's it been like, mate? Has is, is it been really good to just consolidate that relationship and build on that through the year and work with Phil? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Phil... You know, it's, it's no secret he's a really smart cookie. Um, you know, it, it's it's been awesome. I've learned a lot from him. Um, you know, and even to be honest, I I think there's one thing about Phil. If we're having a pretty average race, and at the start of the year we had some real real shockers, and you know he he's just like always getting me to do something in the car. Um, you know, like moving bars and bias, and we're just he's just always looking for something, you know? Awesome. Um, every now and again, I've got to sort of be like, dude, I've got four cars behind me. Can you just give me a break? Like, I don't need to move my front bar. <laughs> you know? um, but it's awesome. Like, I've learned heaps from him. And, um, you know, I feel like 
I, I sort of I feel like you know there's a lot, a lot of the other teams um, and driver and engineer combinations are are fairly well down the road um, you know with their development and you know we've changed our car a lot this year and developed it a lot through the year um, and I feel like you know we're we're getting better and um, certainly it's helped um, with with Andre and Car Eight as well. Um, but it would have been awesome to run this car again for the next year to sort of reap the rewards of kind of where we've gone with it. Um, but in saying that, like I say, it's been awesome. We've learned learned a lot, and yeah, just to have the same person every time um, and every race meeting is has been awesome too. It would have been weird for you to you know get into like say going from Sydney to then Simmons Plains, be like, oh my god, you're still here. Oh, that, you're, that's your job, is it? <laughs> Bryce, just speaking. Bryce, just speaking of next year, twenty twenty three, uh, with new Gen Gen three coming in. Um, are you? Are you I, I I I remiss, and I apologise if I if this has been announced and I haven't read it. Are you signed up for Brad next year? Are you with BJR for twenty three and Gen three? Um, we haven't officially signed up, um, but we're working through the process, and I think everything's okay. looking looking pretty good. So okay. Um, we're working on it all, but but yeah, it's all it's all all looking good. All travelling in the right direction, mate. That I I uh, I think that's a good thing. We've run out of time, but I just wanted to <laughs> sneak that one in there because it was my grey old brain here going, oh goodness, has he signed? I can't remember. Has you have we made an announcement and I didn't pick it up? But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll midi, hopefully we'll see the midi's electrical, I guess Camaro. Uh, with you on the on the uh, on the track next year with Phil Keat as an engineer, and I can tell you one thing too, Bryce. If you if you're looking forward to a duck man diving in those chicanes, you ducked and dived for that question pretty damn well. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, well, thanks so much for jumping aboard the driver's seat, mate. Go well at the Gold Coast, and uh, it was it was glad that at least uh, there was one car in uh, in the Brad Jones Racing Stable that was able to put a smile on old Brad's face because I can tell you right now he did not. He looked like oh no, there's a a hundred odd laps left of this. Yeah. Wow, this is going to be a long day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. well, well done, mate, and uh, go well at the Gold Coast. Thank you. It was pretty funny. I did say to him, uh, "Sorry for sorry for ruining the rear bar. I got a little bit of a touch up into the chase. I think maybe from Anton." <laughs> he goes, "Well, I got two pretty written off cars, and one that's had two or three crashes through the week, and and." You've got one side of your rear bar that's broken. (laughs) (laughs) Nice job. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Bryce. Good luck at the Gold Coast. We'll chat soon. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks. (laughs) Bryce Fullwood there joining us on the driver's seat. Uh, Matty, do you want to go through? He's he's an absolute ripper. Um, Yeah, he's a good kid. And I hope that uh, we'll be seeing him in a Midi's Electrical Camaro next year. Mm, Let's hope so. Um, Okay, some quick texts from Zach in Canberra. Definitely a man of the match this evening. Um, Andrew Van Leeuwen reported this afternoon on motorsport.com that Golding and Slade are more than likely locked in at Premier and that it's Fraser and uh, Jaden O'Jada, the juice, Battling it out for the MSR seat. Yep. <laughs> you love Zach. saying the juice. The juice. Absolutely. The juice. Because <laughs> I, I, I can't. Because how do you go, Jaden, the juice, oh, Jada? That's flatter than that Tish Carter's hat. Mm. you got to go, the juice. Um, so good on you, Zach. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that. Mike, I 100% agree with you, mate. Tony Temptation Barber. Uh, get the full to- the title right, boys. Win a digital clock radio or a four-slice toaster or a Weber barbecue. <laughs> I've become a bit restless since you mentioned Delvine Delaney. <laughs> haven't we all? Markle, haven't we all? She was so... Remember her on the uh, Paul Hogan show? 
No, she, I, I don't. Oh, jump on YouTube and have a look at Delvine Delaney. Okay. Yeah, married to Strop. Remember? Mm. That was that was good. <laughs> Lots of singlet wearing stuff. Anyway, yeah, riveting, um, riveting radio. Riveting man. radio. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Brad from Sydney, you've sent in two absolute ripper text messages. Have we got time for those, yeah, Lizzie, yeah. or not? Yeah, okay. we'll get to them. Cool. So, guys, love the show. Two messages read Bathurst. What's with Scaife's heavy criticising of Tony Delberto for turning frosty? It was either that or T-Bone, uh, one of the crash race cars. Mm. Yet only two laps earlier, refusing to acknowledge his mate Jamie's part in the lap one mountain straight incident and instead repeatedly saying it was a shell car. No blame to be assigned on that one, but he didn't But he didn't try his best. Well, he did try his best regards, Brad, from Sydney. Yeah, you know, I did notice that. Did you but, notice that yeah, too? Yeah, what am I going to say? You know, yeah. I mean, people are going to think that I'm biased one way, but... You know, no. in my well, before you look at it, I mean, all you got to do is look at the look you at started the. Uh, Bradley, he's on. Look at him go. Okay, I'll just let it go because Matt's <laughs> not going to let me get a word in here. Go, oh right, I suck. Go. <laughs> no, all I was going to say is you just got to look at the chopper, like the view from the chopper. Yeah. TD was on the far left. There was a car in the middle, and there was one spinning up the right. Simple as that. What do you do? That's right. Mm. Uh, uh, message two from Bradley. Also, given Scaife clearly listens to our show, The Driver's Seat, as he stole your schoolies for adults life. Hey, Bradley, you You, are a champion, mate. Someone texted me. You texted me straight up on that, didn't you? Stealing lines since 1987. Stealing lines since 1987 and still won't come on the driver's seat because he wants a fee and you can stick your fee where the proverbial lies. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, So, Bradley, <laughs> no cash here, Scapey. Uh, can he please, in just finishing off Brad's question, can he please help the viewers out with two things? A, stop saying, check this out. Check this out, is what he does. <laughs> <laughs> I need to oh, I try and cut that. I need to try to find oh. that and cut that one out because yeah. he, yeah. he does say that. He does that. And the other thing is, this is one of the fastest corners in Australia. That's 290 kilometres an hour. <laughs> That's, That's game-changing stuff. That's game-changing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, uh, please stop doing and please stop doing his fake laugh over and over and over again. He's in defence. The bones of defence are all in defence. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had something light around there. Uh, hey, good for you, Bradley. Get Love your, your work, Get your texts coming through. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, where's... Where's Frank? Keep your text messages coming in. Thank hey, you, Frank. Hey, Frank and Fakatani. Hey. God bless. Where's, uh, he, where's he from, Nimsy? Uh, Fakatani, from okay. our, across the Dutch. Oh, fabulous. Just in case anyone, you know, thought oh, I was choice. saying something else. So, um, but uh, get in touch. 0433 We'll quickly touch on a little bit of MotoGP because Phillip mm. Island was back. And we'll and talk about that. What a race that was. <laughs> what a race. My God. Unfortunately for Jack Miller. Like uh, Stafe, then. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Oh, imagine, imagine Scafey doing some MotoGP. But uh, we'll touch on that next right here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's a driver's seat live across Australia, all thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And just a reminder, too, you can listen to us around the clock uh, on the all-new driver's seat app with podcasts, interviews, news, and videos. It's not a 24-hour. Um, I just want to clear that up. It's not a 24-hour driver's <laughs> seat, but you can. And really, it's not new. <laughs> We've had the driver's seat app for a while now. But the content on it is new. Like, yeah, we still, yeah, yeah. We still keep it up to date. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep it up. Like, you know, it's all good yeah. there. 
Please, come on. Let's not let's no, not no, uh, just, discount not our wonderful app. <laughs> I'm not saying that you don't update it. I'm just saying that we've had it for a little while now that you <laughs> update it all the time because of the soldier that you are. But you know, I think we shouldn't. I don't think we should say the all new driver's seat app. So what, just just get the app. Get, just get the app. Yeah, driver's seat app. Just jump on. It's pretty get good. A part of it. Get amongst it, folks. <laughs> now um, we've got to talk a little bit about MotoGP because uh, Jack Miller's 2022 uh, his Grand Prix ended in heartbreaking fashion. He, uh, yeah. in fact, we got a bit of audio of uh, Jack Miller afterwards. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I'm alright. Uh, like you say, right across in the uh, the corner, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was doing everything I could up until that point. Felt pretty confident, uh, pretty comfortable. The bike was working really well. We made a little step uh, overnight, and no, it felt really good, especially up and over Lukey into uh, down into 10. Uh, bike felt mega. I was able to charge forwards as much as I w- felt necessary at that point in the race, and then, uh, yeah, I was just trying to maintain. I'll tell you what, what a way to be taken out on your own corner. Like, yeah, how ironic, huh? <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> how ironic. And Nimsy, I, I think I've said this before. We don't cover MotoGP very much on this show, uh, but I find it probably the purest form of racing uh, around. It, it never MotoGP. If you look, if you always, if you want to watch a good motor race of any motorsport, if you want to watch good motorsport, watch a MotoGP race. Mm. I reckon. I reckon they are just sensational, so brave at what they do, unbelievably talented at what they do. And boy, oh boy, didn't the fans turn out, Stevie J. Like, that was that was days of old stuff, wasn't it? Like, I don't think I've seen Phillip Island that full huge. for a long time. Especially the weather, with, with some crappy weather. And, yeah, yeah, there was absolutely. some horrible weather around Victoria. And uh, if, you, if you, to all those people that are affected by the floods and the absolute mm. downpours that are happening... Uh, you know, we we are thinking of you, and hopefully you get through it. But yeah, you're right. The fact that people were coming out in droves because, geez, Louise, does cause I've been to, when I've been to Phillip Island on a good day, it's still blowing a Megan Gale over there and just completely <laughs> like just it, it's one of the because you're Megan right. Gale. Well, you're right. You're right on the ocean. So. Blowing a Megan. Yeah. What about a Paul Gale? <laughs> <laughs> It's blowing the Megan. That's very funny, Dizzy. I like that. Yeah, it, look, it is. And, and what you don't realise, or a lot of people don't realise, is when you go down that front straight, as you go down about three quarters of the way down Gardner Strait, there is the uh, bridge there, and that sort of then drops downhill, uh, down into turn one. The wind buffeting you get from going over that little hump, Stevie J, whether it be in a road car, race car, or a motorbike, is, is pretty full on. Like, you really can feel it in the car sometimes. Um but it's just one of the great tracks, and it always lends itself to unbelievable, uh, unbelievable races, whether it be in cars or bikes, but particularly in bikes. And I mean, what we love about any championship in motorsport is it's it's when it comes down to the last couple of races. Mm. That's well, what this want, one was a last you? lap. Yeah, this <laughs> was. well, this was a last lap, but the championship's now coming down to the last race as well. And, I mean, awesome for Alex Rins. To oh, how it. good. On Suzuki On too. Suzuki, who have pulled the, pulled the pin. they got two races to go in factory. And, it would be uh, very easy for a team, and I was thinking about this, you know, not that long ago, that, you know, they announced that they were going to um, not be in MotoGP next year. Uh, big decision from Suzuki after, uh, obviously, winning the championship. Mm. You know, only uh, Juan Mir, only 
two years ago. Three, yeah, two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah pre-COVID, baby. You know, and uh, and for them to say, right, oh, no, we're going to um, withdraw from the MotoGP Championship, and that was early on this year. I think maybe even the start of the year, Matty. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been very easy for that team to just go, okay, let's not do any development. Let's just get through the year. You know, it's our brand. Mm. We're we're sponsoring ourselves basically <laughs> within within reason. Yeah. Um, but they know they keep pushing. The bike's still fast, you know. And you see how manoeuvrable it was. Yeah, like, and how was... fast the bike was at certain points of oh, Phillip Island. Yeah. But what I thought was very cool was to see the strengths and weaknesses of different bikes in different parts of the track. You know, Rin Marquez was phenomenal into turn one on the Honda. Rins was unbelievable into turn two. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Bagnaia was unbelievable under brakes into turn four. Yep. And then, um, you know, it just sort of went like that, you know. Obviously, the Ducati was fast down the straight. So out of Luki, over Luki Heights into MG. Yeah. Out of there, um, both of them were sensational. Yep. Nair and, and Miller were absolutely red yep. hot. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, you get Marquez that's just overriding, like, that Honda. Yeah. Because it, it is obviously slower down the straight than the other bikes. But he's just... You know, you can tell why the guy is so good and why he has so many crashes because he's just riding that thing on the edge. On the every edge. Every corner. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. got to throw the thing around to just pass. He can't just pull out and pass people down the straight like Miller and Bagnar and, and Co. do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just thought it was a fascinating race to watch to see the strengths and weaknesses of the different brands at the different parts of the track. And mm. to be have 10, 10 bikes or 12 bikes at one point there within 1.8 seconds. Awesome. With only six laps to go was phenomenal. The bummer about it all is that Miller now can't win the championship. He's really only at best going to finish P3, third. P3, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Quartavaro's lead's been cut, you know. Uh, right down, and and uh, it looks as though Ducati might win the teams championship. So. Yeah, yeah, great race. Um, and some phenomenal, uh, phenomenal numbers on Foxtel as well. But uh, get your messages coming through oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Ironically, we actually do talk a fair bit about MotoGP, but it's normally during the ads to ourselves. So maybe <laughs> maybe we need to like bring yeah, we that. Should we, we should do. Maybe we need to start bringing that onto the air. But uh, we'll take it hey, b- b- before you go. Have we got time? Come on. You got to read one out. Have we got time for oh. Dave? Dave's going to absolutely explode a microphone. Wait, Dave, well, we'll tell what, Dave, 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 we will take Half a quick. Half we can't read out, Dave. We'll take a break yeah. because we do have to clear a couple of breaks, and we're running low. <laughs> we're uh, coming back to you, Dave, and we'll a, ask. We will talk to you about the motorsport questions after a, not all the other stuff. After a jam-packed show here on the driver's seat, all <laughs> thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It is great to have your company on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show. And in fact, you have been doing a tremendous job of that. Uh, mm. Jumping on board uh, when we've had a bit of breaks or we've been uh, moved to a you know, for, for other commitments. But um, we're going to quickly talk about <laughs> our mate, Chris Pither. Say hello to my little friend. And um, uh, Coca-Cola might be moving yeah. as well. <laughs> Refreshing. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> but um, very good. Yeah, the news came out. Uh, Chris Pither will be departing mm. Premier Racing at the conclusion of the 2022 supercar season. It was, we all saw the writing on the wall with... Uh, yeah the yet-to-be-announced new signing of uh, Tim Slade. Now, mm-hmm. it has been thought that he was going to be joined by James Golding before old Scoops McKeldon here decided to throw a little hand grenade and said, mm-hmm. might not be the case. Mm-hmm. So um, a fair bit going on because there's a lot of moving parts here. We've, we've talked a bit about 
what's happening at Premiere because I think the latest mail is, what did you say, Maddie? that um, that they're going to try and get Declan Fraser? Well, it could either be Declan Fraser or it could be, uh, or it, it, Bieber will still get the chair. Mm-hmm. But as I said, there's, there is also potential uh, Matt Stone racing with uh, the juice, mm-hmm. Jaden O'Jada <laughs> and Declan Fraser. So They essentially um, want youth, don't they? Yeah, well, at Premier or at Matt Stone? Both, isn't it? Uh, well, Matt Stone's pretty well come out and said, we are a youth team. We, yep. we are an entry. Um, but they want 1.2 mil for the seat. Yeah, well, like far that's, out. That's how you're going to get a junior burger, I yeah. suppose, <laughs> that's got Charlie Ash. Um, you're not going to get an established driver paying 1.2 mil to go and race for Matt Stone Racing. I don't mm. think that's a, a, a likely scenario. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. But the Coca-Cola thing is kind of complex. We believe that it's going to Erebus. Um, which would then place Chris Pither, because the money will be placed by Chris Pither and his manager, Darren Park. Um, that will be placed at Erebus, which you would imagine will place Chris into a co-driver's chair, because if you remember, Brody and Will both signed earlier this year mm-hmm. for multi-year deals. Mm-hmm. Um, the question then is, where does Jack Perkins go after that? And then, of course, Boost, which we've seen in the – and we're not going to cover off too much on because there's really just a whole lot of hot air floating around at the moment. It's hypothetical. It's all hypothetical. Him, He has said that I will be out of supercars next year. He'll be off uh, being the major sponsor. He will be off Erebus Motorsport unless he gets his own team. Um, but I think he's away from supercar anyway, and I think he's away from, from um, Erebus. But I think he wants his own supercar team, which was the, tw- the parked 26 – uh, racing the entitlements or the, or the, the charter. What's it called now? Um, racing charter. Team racing, racing charter, entitlements yep. contract. Yeah, it's not. It's different now. It's teams charter or something. Yeah. I think it is, which gets you six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year income from supercar per racing charter. Um, he has said that he will not take that money for two years. That he will he will let the teams do all you know not not um, have any discrepancy in their money moving forward, and um, and now. So that so all the, the the little chairs are moving around with money and drivers and teams and all that kind of stuff. So Erebus is another sponsor for next year. That's right. So to me, it looks as though with Chris leaving Premier, that the Coke money goes to Erebus. Chris gets a co-drive for a couple of years. Boost leave Erebus, and if he doesn't get his own team, it's see ya, mate. Mm. And I'm quite Pete's a funny one, like Pete. You'll always know what you get with Pete. He's 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 a human headline. He just talks whatever's on his mind. Been on the show too. He's been on the show. Good friend of the show. But there's just been so much talk. I think I'd rather see a little bit more action and a little less talk. You know, these things are not negotiated in the open. The things that we're talking about here are negotiated under under commercial confidence in the background. Um, by the way I'm looking at all of this, Stevie J, is that he's not getting any he's not getting any satisfaction that way. So he calls it out to the public and almost bullies supercars into making a decision mm. or the other. I mean, he's come out and said that if the teams who need to vote on this, it's not just supercars handing out the 26 charter. It's it's got to be voted on by the teams. Mm. But the teams have voted, and they've said no. And they said no, and he now wants to know why. Like it kind of doesn't. They don't need to tell you why, to. really. Um, they don't want you to come and play. Now, for whatever reason that may be, but Pete's turned around and said, well, you're all scared. You're all scared of what we'll bring. I just, I don't know. I will, I will I don't say. Know. I, I don't know about Pete. I'd love to see Pete in. I love the brand and I love some of the things that he does, but 
don't know. In in, um, in this particular instance, I just think supercars are going to turn their back on him. Which yeah, is sad. It, it's and there's been a very on-off relationship with Boost Mobile. Remember, they were with um, they were with. Uh, Walkinshaw, then oh, they went. GRM. Then they went to GRM, and then yeah, yeah There's yeah. just been a lot going on. So, and like kudos, we we absolutely um, applaud like some of the stuff that Pete's done. Like you know, getting mm. uh, getting Greg Murphy and Richie Stanaway back as a wild card this year was just en- enormous. There's a whole bunch of good yeah. things that he does, but uh, yeah, it's one of those watch this space, and we sort of keep saying watch this space, so we definitely will and see what happens, but. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll get to some of your texts because they are coming through thick and, f- uh, thick and fast. <laughs> thick and fast. Mm. Okay. It's that time of the evening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could Dave, say. just so you can go to bed soon, we're going to cover you off on the next break. Yeah, we will get to yours. And in then just, you can go to bed. We'll get to... We'll put your Sudoku down and you can go to bed. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a moment here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Are you a coal man? A what? A cola man. Yeah, my Coke no zero. Back with more. Right no zeros. <laughs> this is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Great to have your company on the driver's seat. We are back live around Australia. Uh, and uh, you can get involved by texting in 0433 uh, Kimbo in Bayswater. Great to have you on the back, Kimbo. Uh, one of our fine ladies that listen to the drive seat. Gabes, are you listening tonight too? Just as, as a side note, so, um, text in if you are or pop a message on our Facebook page. Uh, but uh, Kimbo's gone and said, just wanted to say g'day. Great to hear you guys live again. Went to Bathurst this year for the second time ever. What are you to pick? The mud, but still had a great time. Kept the night for Steve as I would have loved to introduce myself, but never crossed paths. Also tried Vic, Vic's fat pizza. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> which was, which is a reference to Stevie J eating pizza during our show during Bathurst. On the Wednesday night. On the Bathurst. Wednesday night. You, yes. were, you, you had a medium or a large, whatever it was. I was a small. It was a, oh, get, get out of town. Yeah. It was a small. It was a fat-free small. Oh, jeez, oh, Louise. Of course you get sushi, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. one, one more from Zach in Canberra, who is definitely our MVP on the oh, old totally. uh, on yep. the 40 Winks Temper text line tonight. Mm-hmm. You'd imagine Perkins would still get a solid co-drive, given he's not even five years on from a Bathurst podium with JC in 2019. I'd take Perkins over Pitha, but money talks in this business. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know about that, to be quite frank, Zach. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Steve? I mean, I I, I do rate Crispy. Just you mm. know, it's just tough. Mm. Like it's it's seriously tough. You put him, you know, I, I think you put him in Fabian Coulthard's position at WAU with Chaz, and he'd be solid as you know, right. Yeah. right. Luffy's a son. I mean, Luffy's just been a stalwart there at yep. WAU. He's been yep. fantastic. So, yep. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you can beat Miles. And out of the two of them, Chris is the obviously most recent one that's completed a full season. Yeah. You know, Fabian obviously uh, last year ended his full time career. And we saw the year before that, Lethal. Yep, that. absolutely. And then and look 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 at those guys. You know what I mean? They are well, Letha won Bathurst, and Fabian was second on the weekend. Mm. So you know. And, it's, and it's, it's I, interesting. I think the flip side to that is like, so we, you know, we talk about guys like Luffy that have been, you know, part of the furniture and all that, but just imagine like putting Luffy in, say, I don't know, uh, a Team 18 car. Like it'd, yeah. 
it'd be, I don't think he'd be on the podium. I'll put it that way. <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. So exactly. we'll have to wait and see. Uh, now, Dave, I hope you're sitting down now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've been on the cans and and doing your evil Sudoku. Can we? Can we? You have asked. You have asked whether uh, it is driver that makes the big difference in a champion. Can, uh, can we answer? Can we answer, Dave's? Because we got to get this next break out of the way, and then we'll or wrap up. Uh, do you want to do it now or after the break? We'll do it after the break. Right, uh, Dave, we'll, sit down. We'll clear our last break here on the driver's seat and wrap it all up. <laughs> Tell you what, Dave's this Dave is going to be just spitting chips at the moment. But we've oh, Dave, we're we're hanging you right out there, Dave. We've got to do a quick hit and run. We'll do that next here on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over forty years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's been a lot of fun on the driver's seat uh, this evening. And, uh, on and off air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 0433 is the number on the text line. Uh, someone's texted in, hasn't left their name, but just said, G'day, fellas, Ricardo driving for Haas 2023. And a big Ooh, thumbs up. So number, number ending in 720. Thank you for that one. Also, Jeff in Hamilton Hill has said, Peter Adderton is offering supercars to not take the 650,000 times two. Mm. I'll bet my mm. left one that supercars will snap that one right up. Well, the thing well, is, it won't. it's not supercars. It's not supercars, Jeff. That's the thing, as as Stevie mentioned. Mm. It's it's actually the teams. The mm. teams have voted against it. It's the teams that get the money. Mm. Super, supercars are the ones giving it out. Yeah. So They don't uh, want to dilute it. They don't want to dilute their share. So, yeah. So that so. is a very safe agate you've got there, Jeff. But <laughs> your saladas are safe, my friend. That's particularly the left one. Now, can we get can we get to David? Because we've had four hundred and thirty seven emails from David uh, across Text all messages. subjects, yep. uh, messages uh, across all four hundred and twenty of them about the Queen. And if you say one more about the Queen, David, I'm out. Yeah. Elton John's but, he's done touring for the year. Yeah, but very quickly, Steve J. A championship is it the driver or the car or a combination of both? Dave would like to know the hard hitting answer. Well, obviously the car plays a massive part, but you got to think that there's usually two cars in one team, and they usually got the same equipment. So there's obviously always a better driver within that. So, Dave. There's a bit of both, mate. There you go, David. Uh, that ra- wraps up the driver's seat for another week. We'll be back live same time next week across Australia. Thank you to SVG and to Bryce Fullwood for joining us. And Mark Scaife sends his apologies that he couldn't make it on the program. But maybe next week, we'll catch you then for the driver's seat. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.